Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner of the human psyche, find new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contemporary. An argument against Christianity, an argument, of course, with my bias, being a Jew, being uh, from Jewish uh, descent. I definitely have that inkling towards my ancestors' culture, towards my parents' view of life, towards my upbringing. But work with me and my bias as I uh, approach the subject of Christianity. I approach the subject of a break off of of Judaism, uh, a deviated path, and to explore its its faults. And possibly it's, and as well as its strengths and, and my critique, my critique on Christianity. And it goes like this. I am all for the idea of recognizing the individual success, individual uh, path towards God, individual experience, possibility of tra- uh, self-transcendence. So much so, I am so into that. I, I so believe that there's there's this nature between God and man where it's it's like not equal, but definitely where each one lends to each other a husband and wife type of relationship and not one of some higher being that's distant from the world and some distant, distant, far off, limited character of immortal state reaching out to something infinite and impossible. I believe that because I think that God invested everything into the world, into humanity. I don't think it's it was a... If we're going to say that thought is the thought and 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 right investment thought and and giving yourself into something is is a foundation of of life then just by attributing the idea that the world is is associated with god means that it's an investment of god's and if it's an investment of god's then god's investment is valuable right it's 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 not humane it's it's Meaning it's not us to decide what the investment is supposed to look like. It's God's investment. So if God is infinite, then his investment is infinite, right? And if God is valuable, then his investment is valuable. So I think there's this constant bridge between man and God where whatever idea you're going to create of, of man, you're, you're limited because you're bound to the fact that God invested in man if you believe that God invested in man. And so even just one thought of God, even one idea of God brings about the brings about the the most powerful, most dynamic sort of system and, and being a part of that system just makes you kind of one with God. And so 
I see where Christianity is, is, is attempting. It's attempting to create the individual through one person, one historical individual, to represent the individual. The problem is there's the rest of the entire society that doesn't get that status, right? Or doesn't have that, has to always bridge through that individual. And I see that as a degradation of, of not just social status, a degradation of, of investment of God. Meaning if God invested in all of humanity, and if you want, well, right, if God invested in all of humanity, then just as one individual could get there, so too any other individual could get there. Now, being that that's the case, the individual, the claim of Christianity is that God is bridging through the individual. And I don't see why you need to say that. Because if you believe in the idea of God, then you also believe that God has emissaries, workers, elements. You believe that there's there's upper worlds. It's not just this this one God, and then there's there's just us. There's this there's there's many many uh, levels towards God where He has workers do His tasks. Like because because just as a king is it deeply invested in His empire. He still can't get to everything. And we have to humanize God. We can't just say that God's getting into everything as well as being generally the general purpose God of, of all. I think that, that, that God invests certain in certain things and less in other things, but there's still an investment of those other things only through emissaries, right? My problem is, I don't know why that emissary has to be human. I don't know why, I don't know why uh, we're motivated. It's more motivation. What, what motivates us to say that only one human could be that emissary between God and us? And also, why would you want to say that? Why would you want to say that God needs a bridge between us and him? You, you, you're, you're deviating from the idea that God is deeply invested in humanity. And, and only invested in one individual, it, 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 you're, you're destroying the world in, in, in a perspective of where God's, el, God's uh, investment is, and you're leaving it to one individual, and then you're bounding yourself to that one individual. Why, why would you want to say that? And secondly, why would God deeply invest in this whole creation of the world only for one individual? It, it it seems preposterous to to have if a six thousand year creation or or a four billion year creation and and the historical elements and the 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 deep investment from the beginning and the notion that it's all contracted to one individual as opposed to contracted to humanity as a whole and equally. Right, the notion of American, uh, uh, the American uh, Constitution, right, equally, or the notion that it's deeply invested in 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 one in uh, in those who choose to attempt at that investment. Meaning, there's this deep investment, but those who want to war- build a relationship 
then God will invest more in that individual. Now, everybody would agree that this individual, right, the Christian individual, didn't start out like that. Didn't wake up one day and, right, it was it was where he invested. He supposedly, no, whatever, their idea is that the individual, it's not about him, it's about the individual invested where there was such a relationship where now humanity doesn't matter and only the individual matters. I don't know why humanity loses its 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 investment in God because of one developed relationship. I see I see the idea of God developing relationships with multiple people on multiple fronts. I don't I don't find a difference between Abraham and Isaac and Isaac and Jacob. And I don't I don't see them stealing. I don't see you know, Abraham and, and Sarah, right? I don't see them in contrast with each other because they're both um, attempting a self-transcendent towards the one single God, right? Because you're not stealing light, meaning God has personal investments with each person. Now, if you want to elevate, meaning if you want to attempt at the Moses track where you're just elevating and elevating, there's a certain oneness with that individual where God's deeply invested, but it doesn't mean he's he's letting go of the investment of the world. So my critique is, I don't know why the world gets loses, meaning everybody would agree before the individual came along, God was deeply invested in the world. Now, if they're ready to say that God wasn't invested in the world at all, and the individual came wrong, and then God decided to be invested in the world, then I would say, in a way that's that's attempting to say that God didn't exist or or this world wasn't a creation of God's word at that moment or the moment before, meaning moments preceding this individual. Now I don't I don't think most Christians and and, and most theologians would wanna get stuck in that because because the idea of believing God is also believing that we're, we're an evolution of God and we're an investment of God. So I think every Christian will believe that there, there was a deep investment in humanity before the individual came along. Now, I don't understand why the individual takes away that investment. I just think that that individual gets a deeper investment. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see why he has to take apart. Now, the only way to really... And this is where my deep critique of Christianity comes in. The only way to really understand Christianity with the problems that I've I've mentioned is to say that there there there's like a a weakness in God, meaning that that God is God not as frustrated, but God is angry and you see this sentiment in early christianity where there was this anger towards the jewish nation and right there was an there's an anger towards the world but not an anger where you see in the prophecies like an anger where it's almost leading to a nothingness and about and a and, and total annihilation of of whatever he's invested in and so much so that he's ready to kind of break down his own being in order to keep the world going. 
And he does that through the individual. Now, for me, that's, 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 that's really heartbreaking to turn God into similar to, to a husband or a wife who's at the point of a relationship where it's so broken that they're ready to break themselves in order to fix the relationship. Now, I, I personally don't, don't want to and, and, and don't have any, not just evidence, don't have any inkling to see God as a, as a character that can break down and is ready to do way beyond the, the structure of being in order to save humanity. I think this world is an investment of God's, but only an investment. I don't think it's, it's he's ready to destroy his entire being in order to, to continue this world going. I think that comes from a decrepit state of, of, of a human psyche to do something like that. I think there's no reason, there's no rationality, there's no, there's no, in, 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 in a strong God, there's no reason for God to ever be so invested in this world that he's ready to do things that will, will, will attempt at a broken state of being. It's, it's an ultimate self, self-sacrifice, but in the worst way possible. And I don't see God as ever wanting, ever setting up. I see, I see so much of the idea where God is, separating himself from his investment so he doesn't doesn't get lost not that god could get lost but that he doesn't get lost in the system right you have the fall which the christians are deeply connected to and i think for this reason because they they see god as 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 an attempt to fall but i i don't i don't see god as as actually falling i would never call god as falling i think an angel fell once and i think that was a great lesson and that brought about the flood it was a great lesson where there is an element where the 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 outer layers of of the being of god could get affected but i don't see that as um i don't see that as uh my ultimate i don't see that as ever god allowing that 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 to happen and I know that the time that this individual came about was probably one of the worst times in in the Jewish society. We were we were we were bound to evil at all corners. But I don't think that God would ever get to a point where he was ready to just self-sacrifice. And I think that's a limitation towards God. And and I think that my critique of Christianity is that we're we're we're, we're belittling the strength and power of God. Um, now that's my critique. My critique is the is the not the humanizing, although there is a humanizing idea where like we could self-sacrifice and so could God, but but I don't think humans it's 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 an okay idea. I think the idea, I think we have to fix in the Christian theology, I think the fixing is not on God, but in the idea that human being, it's okay for humans to self-sacrifice. And I think that's a fundamental sin at the core of the being, because if you're giving so much that you're self-sacrificing, there's nothing to really give. It's just this end of light right before it diminishes completely. It's like the last burst of energy before everything just falls apart. 
And I, I don't think that's, that's the proper response to go outward when everything is falling apart. I think the, the proper response of a self-sufficient, healthy human being is at a point where they can't give to not give no matter what the costs are and to sacrifice everyone else so the being can continue. So that's my, and then, and I think that that becomes that once that's accepted as human, that can becomes attributed to God because if self-sacrifice is a normal trait of humanity, then of course God has it. And then if God self-sacrificed, why not do it to an individual? And then why not, why not have him bridge through, uh, through us and God? Now, I don't, I also, my critique is I don't understand why you want to have that separation between God, meaning you want an individual that you have to get them towards God. Well, I don't know why somebody would want to create such a mythology. Now, it might be true, might be not. I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about the truth element. I'm just, why would somebody want that? Like, why, why would you not want that, that direct relationship with God? And to say that it's not possible, I, I, I would, I beg to differ. I think it is. And, and then you could, you could open up the, the notion of, you could open up the notion of, of is it possible or not, but I don't know why would somebody want that. I don't, I don't know why somebody would be motivated towards such a relationship towards God. It's just so limited. It's like third person relationship. Why would somebody want a relationship with their spouse through a third person? I don't, I don't know why any any human being would, would want some sort of relationship. It would just diminish yourself towards your spouse and it would diminish your spouse towards yourself. Everybody loses when you have a third party running running as a courier in between your relationship. I don't think any anybody would recommend that as an ideal relationship. So I don't know why why we're having why Christians Christianity um teaches such an idea of a relationship. Now that's my critique. I think the my what I what I find in Christianity that that um That that stands out for me. That that, that that's a lesson. Is um, I think the way they approach mythology, and I think the rabbinic tradition has taken note of that. And because we were deeply intertwined for most of Christianity's development, our cultures, um, I think uh, we've learned that that mythology, meaning looking at the like the midrashic right the midrashic tales they're very they're, they're very similar to the christianity's view of religion where you're not bound to the literal meanings of things you're not bound you're bound to the, the deep narrative that you 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 connect into it's the feelings and the in the in the religion that matter it's the experience it's experiential. It's the it's the shul, right? You have the shul, the church, that development of of a place. You know, it's sacred and and, and element. I think the the way they've they've taken the symbols as well um, have taught. I think the Jewish tradition something about the power of community and um, sentiment, right? If you have that set, that childhood sentiment, the indoctrination, like in a good way, like 
where where once there's a sentiment that's embedded in you, like you're just always remembered when you enter those spaces and those ideas and those times, right? Like I know uh, from what I've heard, like most Christians were would tell you that their their upbringing, like original sin, was some sort of trauma. Now, I understand there there's 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 an element where it's traumatic because they're facing Western society, and that's in contrast. So whenever you're facing a something in contrast, it could create the idea that it's traumatic because of um, because of what what you're trying to connect to that's in that's in contrast to that. But I think there's something beautiful to learn from that. Like even though we we in our tradition, original sin, it, it's definitely talked about. It's amazing how deep and detailed to a point where there's traumatic experience of a child. Like I can't ever say that it's a traumatic experience, right? For me, and I don't think any Jewish upbringing would have that traumatic experience of original sin, even though it's in our thought as well. It's in our teachings. But the fact that it got so deeply embedded, like just taking an idea and making it the fabric of the children that you're bringing up, I think is so powerful. It's so determinate. Um, and I think that's amazing. There is a critique to that. You don't want to, you want free thought. You want to allow people to not be stuck in guilt and teaching how to balance that guilt and, and a life that's a relationship that's based on guilt, right? If you want the idea is to have a relationship with God, right? And a relationship that's based on guilt is always a terrible relationship because it's, you're not really connecting. You're just, attempting to not be a worse self a worse person by your idea of what you're so guilty about and you're trying to do that to your 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 relation your spouse that's a terrible relationship you don't care about your spouse you just care about getting away from that lower status of self that you have in your mind you're not connecting to god you're just connecting to you're connecting to get away from the feelings of guilt, but also to get away from the idea of a person that your feelings of guilt are, is based on. So that's not a great relationship. And I wouldn't tell anybody to pursue such a relationship in, in life and with God, meaning in, in, in the physical world and with God as well. Now, I think there's another element, um, another element that's that's a critique, unfortunately for me, on Christianity, and and that's a sort of idol worship. Now, I wanna I wanna tread carefully in this category because the Old Testament, the the five books, the idea of idol worship, I think, is is readily misunderstood, and I want to I want to extrapolate on that. I I think there's two elements to idol worship. There's the element of getting stuck in something, meaning pursuing something that distracts you from everything else. It's one element, no matter what it is. And the second element is replacing God with something inferior. 
right? So a good example would be uh, someone being addicted to something, right? I think that's a form of idol worship because they can't focus on anything else in life. And God is only found in the universal state of the person, right? Because God is universal, our connection to God needs to be universal. And if we have this this side of us that's totally disconnected from God because of their our pursuit of something, I think that's a form of idol worship. Now it's not a it's not a a punishable form of idol worship. It's a sentiment, right? It's it's a it's a it's a core motive that leads towards ultimate idol worship. But actual idol worship is where we're, we're taking that formless God and we're limiting it, right? We're limiting its structure. Now, in the Christian's defense, you know, we want to get to God. And if we're not bridging things towards God, then we're never going to get to God. And that's the defense for all idol worship, meaning, and that, and usually it starts out in this in this in this righteous way where we want to get to God, and if we know that God is so formless and and like so abstract to the human mind, bridging it with physical items, with symbols and signs, and with individuals and with with form, we can get to the formless. If we take form, we could get to the formless. It's, it's a great way to get to God. It's a bridge. And there is an element that's true in that and good, like you have the the, the Mishkan, right? The the different items, the Kruvim, right? These these are these are forms to get towards God. But notice that it ha- it's not for anybody to enter, right? It's it has to be guarded very well, the bridge, because what idol worship ends up being is there's only so much time where we start feeling inadequate about our relationship and we settle, right? For example, I'll give you a great example. Let's say, as we were talking about before, like the courier, a third person courier to your relationship. Now, let's say I'm talking as a man. Let's say the courier is a woman, right? Who's bridging towards the actual relationship that I have towards that other woman, right? Now, how long can this courier be a courier towards my ultimate relationship before I end up just attempting, you know, with the relationship with the courier herself? Because it's so intimate and because I, I, I don't, I feel disconnected from the ultimate relationship because it's being separated and because I want it all we all want it all I'm going to I'm going to just end up looking at the courier as just this place of refuge for getting it all knowing that it's not the full picture but at least getting my full expression in in a, in a clear manner where there's a reciprocation in plain sight as opposed to the the ultimate goal, which doesn't have that proper reciprocation. So this is the same idea with um, the same idea with uh, with God, where w- once we make a courier, 
there's only so much that we can manage the courier before we just express our love towards the courier and not towards the god. It's it's just it's just inevitable, especially if the courier has some sort of reaction. Now, it's easy to say that something like a a form, right, a molding. I'll never fall to that because, you know, it doesn't reciprocate very well, right? It's almost like if I if I get stuck in the in technology to talk to someone, right? I have a relationship and I use technology, I use text messaging to connect to them instead of having that full-on relationship. And this is how we go and this is how we progress. It's easy to say that, like, why would I turn the text messaging in, in itself into the relationship, like the text messaging service into relationship itself? Because it's just, it's it's finite and it doesn't express itself. It doesn't have any fundamental. But if you notice, people that are deeply connecting to people through certain bridges, through social media, what happens? What ends up happening is the relationship is deeper with the 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 site, with the with the with the algorithm, than with the end user, right? And to prove it, we we don't go onto a social, we don't go let's say onto WhatsApp, and look and think, okay, who am I? Who who do I want to connect to now? It's more like you go onto WhatsApp and and it's all being worked out and you respond to who talks to you and then you talk to whoever you see and it's it's not it's not a seeking of of connection as opposed to just enjoying the platform and the navigation towards a social experience now obviously there's there's always going to be an element where we're going to want the social aspect and we're not going to just say oh i'll just be on whatsapp all day without having any social but you see it with groups there's there, there starts to be that separation um, and that, and that's the same idea with God, where there's the form, even though it's just a molded calf, right? Who's going to think that? There's no reciprocation. There's no, it's just metal. But at the end of the day, we, 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 we start feeling our, our feelings of inadequacy towards our relationship with God based on the fact that we had this bridge, that we just fall to the bridge at any pace and attempt at that. So when you when you look at Christianity and when the individual is being turned into a, a, a bridge towards God, how long can we manage before we just turn the individual into God Himself? Right? We just because because there's a response, there's a relationship with the individual, and then God gets put into second. Now you could turn the individual as God, right? And you see some Christians will will just as God, or there's some Christians who will, will talk about the Trinity, right? The three. But at some point, we're just going to want want to go to one, right? We're just going to want to go to either the bridge or to God himself and cut out the bridge. And if you, I, from my experience with, with listening to Christians and talking to Christians, is that you either hear Christians that deeply talk about the individual or deeply talk about God without using the individual's name too much. And you see this happening where they, they've decided it either way. They've decided to go to the bridge and just close in. This is this is my reference of God. Or they've just gone to God without 
and using the individual as sort of like a prophet where it's just, it's an inspiration, but not a bridge. And I think, I think it's unfair. And I hear this a lot in, in Jewish circles. It's unfair to say that all Christians have the same belief in this. I think some Christians treat the individual as a prophet and some Christians treat the individual as um, a God. Now, for those who treat the individual as a God and say, okay, so he's God now, and therefore, therefore that, that's that, right? So then your definition of God is an all-encompassing, all-caring, right? Running entire universe, right? Meaning that you're not, they're not bound to, it's not bound to human anymore. Then, then what element of this God is human, right? If, if this human became transformed to God and now that's God, then, then why, why even have a name, right? Why call him by a name? He's God now, right? So there's God and then, and then you lose the name because God doesn't need a name because he's God. He's everything, right? So then all the human characteristics fall away and it's almost irrelevant, the human side, because who cares how he got to be God is God and now it's just God and therefore there's no there's no relevance towards the human aspect of of who God was right so I think that's the motivation towards the Trinity because they won't want to lose the human aspect but they also want to keep the God aspect and I think there's no way to keep a Trinity in life right you can't have a Trinity with relationships you can't have a Trinity with um, with friendships, you can't have a friend who's a friend, right? You can't have a courier towards a friend. You can't have a trinity where we're not individually friends with each other, but we're a three three pronged friendship that doesn't work because there's nothing, there's no reciprocation directly from one to another. And if you attempt that, right? If you attempt to have a courier between your relationship, either the courier turns into the relationship. Or the, the, or the courier gets pushed out and it, it becomes just the final, final angle of the relationship. So I think the, the, the Trinity was built to pr protect what I'm talking about, but inevitably the Trinity doesn't last. You either have Christians who deeply believe in, in this all encompassing God separate from the individual and the individual is treated like a, a prophet, an ultimate prophet, but a prophet who has inspiration and, and a life to teach. And then there's the the people that, that see the individual as totally God. And then there's no need to talk about the individual or the fact that he has a name because God is God, right? It's everything. And it's not, it's not relevant to the past parts of God. And even they will agree if 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 you wanted to say that there's relevance in talking about the fact that now this God, which is all God, right? It's everything had this individual had this human past, and maybe we'll learn from that human past. You would agree that you can't be built on all perfection. Nobody's born. Everybody would agree that. I think every Christian would agree that he wasn't he wasn't born from perfection, right? There was there was there was there was a development of self, right? That's the only way to transcend in life. So that that humanness, that's another aspect. Like how could that turn into God, right? Because because there's always that element of evil, and then you you would have to say that God is evil, has an element of evil, and you're just limiting God now. 
So now you're just limiting your conception of God for, in order to pack that individual into God. So I think that's that's how we got to that. that that's how they got to the Trinity. And I think the Trinity is impossible. And either Christians will act, again, not, I don't know what they say, but what they will act out is they would talk words of just much more God or they'll talk more much more the individual, but the critique on the, the one that talks about the individual is why you're talking about the individual if now he's all God, right? So like, what's it's not an individual anymore, it's God. Let, let go of that name. It's, it's it's beyond that, right? And the critique on the one that's God, like, so then you, what's the individual? So it's a prophet, okay, that, that's something to work with, right? What's a prophet? And so on and so forth. So I think that's that's my critique and, and slight uh, appreciation for Christianity in that element of how they deal with um, the numinous, the experience of spirituality and the imprinting on the children and on, onto the, to the psyche where it's so difficult to let go because you have one idea. It's amazing. Like you take one idea, like the fall or the original sin or, and it's so imprinted that it, it's 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 considered a trauma. Like the fact that you could take an idea and it could become a trauma because it's so deeply imprinted that it brings out feelings of guilt. I think that's amazing. And now I'm not saying that it's good. I'm just saying it demonstrates uh, a way to tr um, transpire ideas so fundamentally that it can never be forgotten from the, from a Christian mind. And that's something to learn from anyway but all off to welcome to the second chance podcast where we explore the deeper inner of the human psyche and the new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better for the wiser for the more rational and the happier and the more contemporary Thanks for listening, and if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.